Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN Weekly for Saturday, January 7th, 2023. Well, it was another great week of shows, topics, and guests, and I can't think of a better way to kick off the new year. We started our week with a look at what to expect from markets in 2023. Let's take a look. Well, it's very unusual for the market to have two down years in a row. And we're just finished a down year. So that's extremely, so we could end the year positive. That doesn't mean it's not going to be a difficult year <laughs> or a volatile year, or it's going to, we're going to see new lows perhaps. So could be, could see a lot of volatility in the year ahead. Um, I think some of those same themes that we saw late in 2022 will continue. Inflation, we're probably going to see some more interest rate hikes. Energy is probably going to continue to do well, at least through the first quarter. Um, and then we'll just, you know, see where we are. And uh, inflation is going to be the thing I think that will continue to rule what the Federal Reserve does and what the markets do for the first half of this year. There are some signs that even though holiday sales were very strong, stronger than what was predicted back in October, September, um, there were some signs that the consumers feeling some strain. There was a lot of charging on credit cards. Um, there was a lot of the buy now, pay later buying on those apps that have become so popular in the past year. And uh, with interest rates going up, those credit card bills are going to start to put some strains on people's budgets. So the consumer may not be as strong without the holidays, as, um, as as many people expect. I think a lot of people just, you know, we we haven't really had a Christmas in two years. I mean, we had the pandemic in 2020. Last year, we had the Omicron variant, closed a bunch of things down. So this is really the first holiday we've had kind of free and able to do things. And I think a lot of people wanted to spend on that. And now I, I did see, a, and also a recent survey, they said they're going to take... Um, the debt was up 24% compared to last year. I believe this was a lending tree survey and that people expect to take five months to pay off their new charges for the holidays. So all those things together, I think the, con the consumer is going to contract in their spending in the first half of the year. Well, tech stocks don't tend to do as well in high interest rate environments, which is kind of interesting because these companies have so much cash on the books, interest rates shouldn't matter, but they're seen still as kind of more um, speculative. They're not those like solid utilities that pay dividends and things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, we met it down 65%. I think Netflix was down like 70%. Apple was down, Google was down. They expanded so much during the pandemic and just hired and grew and Amazon added all kinds of warehouses. And then all of a sudden things opened back up and they were like, whoa, we got too many people and too many warehouses. And so they contracted. And, um, you know, I, these are solid companies that are definitely going to be around for a while. And, you know, maybe it's worth kind of taking a look at them. Um, but but I would be careful just because, um, you know, they ran up so much during the pandemic that it may be we may be in for some slower growth years coming ahead, um, higher inflation, slower growth. And tech stocks may not be the best place to put your money. We'll continue to watch. Next up, what you should know about applying for a credit card in 2023. Let's take a look. There's a saying that credit cards are like power tools because they can be really useful or they can be dangerous. And I think that really comes to mind here. There's a huge fork in the road as far as whether or not you carry a balance. And it's roughly half and half. 
if you're among the cardholders who are paying in full, avoiding interest, well, then that's great because you get all these amazing benefits. You get either cash back or airline miles or hotel points and better buyer protections and a lot of things that can really work for you. But then these high interest rates, the average is approaching 20%. That really works against you. So that's where I think the biggest consideration when it comes to applying for credit is Will you be carrying a balance? And if so, you've got to put that interest rate first. You could get a 0% balance transfer card for up to 21 months. And you take your existing high cost credit card debt, you consolidate it onto this new card with the 0% promo, that could actually save you a ton of money. That would be the card to open if you have debt. If you're debt free, then yeah, go for the cash back or airline miles or something fun. But don't pay 20% interest just to get one or two or even 5% in cash back. There is some skin in the game. There is no truly free lunch. The transfer fee is usually three to 5%. I still think it could be well worth it if you're disciplined about paying the money back. I would say don't put any new purchases on the card. Just divide what you owe by the number of months in your 0% term. Try to stick to that. Done right, it could save you a ton of money, even despite the fee. What I worry about is somebody who uses this as kind of a shell game, where they're just kind of moving money around, or they add to it and best intentions, but they don't really pay it off. Frankly, that's the marketing case here, is that these companies are banking on a lot of people not paying the full amount. And then not only did they collect the transfer fee, but then you convert into a 20% interest rate or something like that. And then you're highly profitable for them. But from a consumer standpoint, try to pay it all off within the allotted window. Rewards are gonna be the most useful if you're paying in full and avoiding interest. Think about maybe timing an application around a natural spending spike. So we just had the holidays, that would be one example, but maybe there's something more unique to you. Maybe you're planning a big trip or home renovation or something else on the horizon. That could actually be a time when spending that money that you would have spent anyway leads to great rewards because you often have to spend a few thousand dollars in the first few months to get that bonus. Think about whether you value cash back or travel. Think about your spending categories because different cards emphasize different categories. But first and foremost, any good reward strategy starts with paying in full and avoiding interest. I think ultimately more choice is a good thing. It's funny because at first I was kind of skeptical of this trend that we see cards that lean into sports or fitness or environmental causes. And, you know, at first I, I would say, to be honest, I didn't totally get it. I was like, oh, why don't you just get 2% cash back on everything and then maybe donate that to a charity of your choice. What I've come to realize is that cards are very personal for people. And what you value may be different from what I value versus somebody watching this. I think ultimately it is to each their own. Travel's often the most lucrative, but it's also more complicated. And these days who couldn't use more cash, right? I think a good starting point is maybe a 2% flat rate cash back card, like the Wells Fargo Active Cash or City Double Cash. But those are by no means the only options. I mean, if you spend a lot in a certain category and you really want to lean into groceries or dining or travel, or you love those airline miles or hotel points or you know whatever it is, know yourself. I think that's a big part of this too. Well, we're halfway through our best segments for the week. We come back, we'll take a look at the other half of our best segments, you're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN Weekly. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer 
healthier and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credit or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? Then do what Terrence did and call Credit Repaired for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I, I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. Welcome back. Next up, we discussed reclassifying aging as a disease. Let's take a look. Well, I will say I'm not a member of the FDA, so I'm speaking from the outside industry experience. And my impression is that the FDA is very excited about longevity drugs, about regenerative medicine. And it's just a matter of trying to get aging to fit into their current disease model. So what the FDA does right now is they look at a drug to target a specific disease. And when we're talking about aging, that can mean so many different things. And so the FDA is asking the industry to come in and say, tell me what you mean by aging so that we know how to target that with drugs or other therapies. But overall, I think they're excited about the prospect. So when we talk about aging as ordinary people, we're usually talking about just the passage of time, about day by day. And when scientists are talking about aging, particularly as a drug target, they're talking about degradation of cells. So people, you might notice uh, your friends seem to age at different rates. And that's true. Lifestyle can affect how healthy your cells are. They can affect how um, your genes express. 
And so when we're talking about aging, we're really talking about degeneration and degradation that leads to disease and to chronic illness and to just fragility and overall decline. It does take typically years to go through the testing before these can even be tested in humans. So um, it, it does take a very long time. And one of the problems is that right now with the disease specific focus that the FDA has is we might have a therapy that is supposed to eliminate senescent cells in the body. So these are zombie cells that have stopped multiplying, but they don't die. And the problem is that they cause inflammation in the surrounding tissues, and this can lead to a host of problems. So in order to get a therapy approved that will eliminate senescent cells in the body, um, the drug manufacturer would have to target a specific disease. So there are some companies researching this now, and they might be in human clinical trials to look at, say, for example, macular degeneration, instead of looking at a healthy population and seeing well, how can the elimination of senescent cells affect us and delay chronic illness, delay uh, mental decline, for example. You know, there's another factor to that as well. If these drugs are able to get to market and they have targeted, for example, macular degeneration. So this is an area that's been studied. Patients with macular degeneration have been studied and we know how this drug works for those patients. That doesn't mean that doctors won't prescribe it for other conditions. And that is not something that the FDA can prohibit because the FDA does not regulate the practice of medicine. But drug companies are prohibited from providing information to doctors about how this drug might impact other conditions besides what the drug was approved for. And that's a problem because it really limits the communication between drug manufacturers and physicians. And that's not what we want. We want doctors to be in a position to say, I know, or I reasonably can expect what this drug will do for you, even if you're outside of the target patient population. And that would be an incredible change that I think we would like to see happen. And finally, what do you need to consider when contemplating aging in place? Let's take a look. One of the things uh, that you might want to think about is um, how much social network you already have in your communities, because uh, another social issue that's very critical among older adults is social isolation. And people even say social isolation is a public health matter because it, it impacts your physical and mental health eventually. So um, I think what is really important is to provide services and infrastructure for older adults to uh, continue and maybe expand or deepen the social network that they're having so that they can um, age in place with um, independence and uh, better well-being. The impact of COVID on older population was very serious, um, especially those who were living in long-term care facilities. Um, so in our research, that's why we compared um, pre-COVID era, like the 10 years of pre-COVID era because of that um, very unique impact. Um, and I believe uh, the impact of COVID-19 is still going on. And a lot of um, research shows that the virtual environment is 
very critical um, using the technology um, for older adults to continue to have some sort of um, emotional, you know, and social ties that they have been having. I think that that is part of the um, ageist, you know, perspective that we assume that older adults cannot use technology. That is not true. Um, a lot of research shows that um, already with a little bit of training, older adults can pick up the new technology and still, you know, be part of um, our society. And our current research that we did in our blog post was a simple demographic patterns of um, how older Virginians are aging in place um, in terms of comparing um, urban and rural areas and in the last 10 years. And also if there is a differences even within older adults as by their age groups. Um, and I think our next step will be combining, you know, the neighborhood environment aspect and how the existing neighborhood environment, neighborhood infrastructure is associated, you know, with um, older Virginians to age in place. And that wraps up this episode of BRN Weekly. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle wellness, finance, tech, so much more, and all in one place, it's easy to access, of course, and free. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? We'll visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for BRN Sunday. It's our first BRN Sunday of the year. We'll be joined by members of the media, academia, financial services, academia, and government as well. Had to remember all that. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare, and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom, and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck.
Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The Tax Relief Line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free.